0: So, good evening, everyone. Nice to sit with you all, and as I mentioned earlier tonight, we'll just take questions. Any questions? Yes? Um, So, we hear a lot that Prabhupada tells us that we shouldn't worship the demigods and then in chapter 8 of the Nectar ocean he says that everybody should worship Lord Ganesh so I'm wondering um, is Ganesh different from the other demigods is he more special he can help Krishna's devotee better mm-hmm. than the others mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. good question Dilemma, huh? Apparent contradiction. Um, of course, it's mentioned in the Gita that the uh, worship of the demigods is for the. What is the verse? Yanti Deva Vata Devan Pratrin Yanti Pratrin Yanti Pratrin Yanti Pratrin Vata. Mm. alpamedasa anyway alpamedasa means small intelligence this is just the opposite of the sumedasa famous verse of the Bhagavatam describing those who in Kali Yuga worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through the Yajna of Sankirtan hmm? so two, end, two opposite ends of the spectrum here hmm? sumedasa and alpa I hope I made this a less intelligence because in Karma Marg, which this refers to, the, the path, if you will, of material acquisition, we approach God for things, for acquisition. Karma is Rajaguna, so it's about material progress. Going to heaven, attaining a better situation, changing the political landscape is all Rajaguna. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but in the overall larger picture, it falls short, and those involved in that, and with that quality of intelligence, qualitatively, it's less intelligence. We can have geniuses in the political field, for example, or even in the scientific community, where science is done with a view to improve the human condition, which isn't a bad idea, but it can only be improved so much. Hmm? And if our entire preoccupation is with improving the human condition alone, even our efforts to improve it can end up uh, damaging the human condition. Recently, for example, in China, uh, it's been reported that The some Chinese scientists did some uh, like human GMOs. So they they tried to take the human embryo and uh, remove, genetically engineer the embryo in such a way that the if the child was born from that, it would be protected from certain diseases, just like Monsanto's does to certain seeds, and then, and then, um, you know, well, it could be problematic. It could cause other problems. These are ethical problems, moral problems, and it could be very practical problems. So while it's important, to, within some measure, to improve the human condition, even without with regard to ourselves in a, in a life of devotion. Hmm? There's scope for that within, within, within limits. We sometimes probably would often say you're not the body. Hmm? And so that's true. But in another sense, you are the body. You have a sadhaka-deha. Hmm? As a devotee, Mahaprabhu was told, Sanatana Goswami, that when, at the time of initiation, one gets a sadhaka-deha and it is Chidandamoy. Mm-hmm. That means it's Chitandam in progress. There's a kind of a Catholic, to use a Catholic term, transubstantiation that takes place. Particularly, this is described at the time of the uh, graduation, if you will, from sadhana bhakti, which is when initiation is complete. Mm-hmm. Initiation, diksha, comes under the... Um, under the categories in the category of sambandhayan hmm. there's sambandhayan Abhideya, and prayojana so a conceptual orientation that fosters a certain action which would be the Abhideya, that results in a certain fruit the prayojana the fruit of course is love of god the action is bhakti and there's a conceptual orientation to that there's a certain kind of knowledge in other words knowledge about bhagwan and the difference between bhagwan and the and uh, the, the paramatma and the atma are the difference between the Maya shakti and the and, the, and the, the Tata shakti, the difference between the Tata shakti and the Sarupa shakti and all such things that constitute kind of the, the knowledge, if you will, of bhakti, out of which the action of bhakti uh, follows, and the fruit of bhakti, uh, if you will, is attained, which is more bhakti. Hmm? Um, so... Some, so initiation is part of sambandha gyan. So dibya gyan is imparted at the time of initiation, and in the in form, for example, of the mantra. Hmm? And in time, the mantra rises and reveals itself, and uh, and, uh, and, and and the sambandha gyan that may also be given theoretically through Siksha hmm? eventually gradually turns into realized knowledge. When the, when this samanda-gyan is realized, then this sadhana-bhakti is complete. One enters into bhava-bhakti, which we've been discussing in, in the evenings here uh, of late, and in bhava-bhakti, one's bhakti is fully informed. Hmm? Bhakti needs to be informed, like any action needs to be informed. All actions are informed by some type of knowledge. Hmm? So Fully, in, you can be informed theoretically, hmm? and and your intelligence can be engaged and arrested in such a way that you, uh, with with consistency, you, I'll get. I'm answering your question. Don't think I'm not. <laughs> it's a little bit roundabout, but it, with with consistency, and then taste will come, attachment, and, and, and in bhava, it's fully informed because if, in bhakti, we're trying to establish. A, if you will, a relationship with, with Bhagwan. So in Bhava, Bhakti, this uh, mm, affinity, sentiment, it's the Babankur, the sprout of the of Staibhav, which defines a person in the spiritual world. The Staibhav defines him. I'm a friend, I'm a lover, I'm a parent. It's a defining emotion that is also augmented by other emotions and so on and so forth but it's a defining one and it's the it, when the when the when the when the sprout of bhava hmm, becomes mature and flowers this is called prema so the stai bhava has a condition in bhava and a condition in prema and in prema it becomes rasa and in rasa all the different ingredients stai bhavas, sattvika satvikabhavs Anubhavs, Vyabichary Bhavs, Udipanavhabs, they all become one. Hmm? They all become unified into one. This is called Bhakti Rasa. So this is then Prem, so from Bhava to Prem. Hmm? So uh, so according to our conceptual orientation, then we're going to going to act and so forth. We have a particular conceptual orientation in Chaitanya Bhakti. And it's for very intelligent people, a certain quality of intelligence. We may think, well, I'm not very intelligent. I didn't do good in school and so forth. And you may have someone in the material world who's very, very bright scientific person like uh, Stephen Hawking, or Stephen, his name Stephen Hawking? Stephen. Hmm? Stephen Hawking. the history of time. Incredible. Uh, it's, you know, life. Um, but... Its intelligence aimed at improving the human condition largely. He had some flirtation with Eastern philosophy and so forth, which is which is notable because it it, it is that place where more than anywhere else, the Western modern scientific community has turned, if anywhere, outside of itself to get some insight about consciousness it's been to the east now not that much and, and much of it may be dismissed and so forth but it's made some converts also Schrodinger was a Vedantist whose famous cat what was it called? Schrodinger's cat you know it's just, that's another subject but he was a Vedantist by persuasion unfortunately not very much by, by action hmm? by, in theory he believed of course as we said the other night, don't tell me what you believe, tell me how you spend your money. <laughs> That's what you really believe in. Eh? What you do, you know, the action in the words speaks louder than words. Hmm? Uh, and Mahaprabhu taught this, we should teach by precept. Hmm? Hmm? Primarily. And he did. One of, the, one of the few Gita slokas cited in Chaitanya Charita Marita where Krishna in the Gita says that that whatever a great man does others follows and he's underscoring this point action speaks louder than words more compelling Hmm? words for the devotee should also be there he or she should be able to explain the teaching but to personify it in everyday life Hmm? this is also important more important so there may be people in the world with big intelligence but uh their intelligence is aimed at improving the material condition as a goal unto itself. And, and uh, while there's some scope for that, that alone unto itself can become very problematic. You can create, well, you know, a GMO, genetically modified human being, which another word for is, of course, Frankenstein. And, um, and you know, he was a problem. <laughs> and so you don't know. Ralph Nader, a politician, some years ago said that the the idea of tampering with the nature of nature is problematic.
1: Hmm?
0: We may, I think his idea was we may and have to work with nature in different ways. So you might take, for example, you know, a peach and a plum and put them together and get a nectarine, Hmm? that's a, that's different than tampering with, a, with, that's like bringing a couple of, you know, a blind date, you know. You've arranged for a plum with a peach, you know. Why don't you guys go out tonight and see what happens. It was nectar, you know. <laughs> it was nectarine. <laughs> so, uh, but... T- uh, tampering with the nature of nature—it brings up, you know, questions. And, and 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 we and you can't do away with God. Is the point also? You can't do away with God, because God is the person that makes nature the way it is. So if we start doing it, then we are the gods. So there's this you can't get around that. You can't get do away with the God. We'd rather have the Krishna God than some of those guys in the white jackets. Um, they may be able to manipulate nature in interesting ways, but but they don't necessarily have the kind of kindness, compassion, love, affection, beauty, charm mm, that we find in Bhagwan. Mm. So, very intelligent people, but the quality of the intelligence is the, is the question. So if it's a rajasic type of intelligence, that's different than a sattvic type of intelligence. One of the characteristics of sattvic intelligence is the inability to tolerate the idea of living in a world that doesn't endure. This is sattvic Hmm. Sattva means also existence. Hmm. Sattva, sattva is that quality that of intelligibility by which a thing makes itself known. Hmm. It's 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 existential, if you will, in 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 nature hmm. compared to Rajas and, and Thomas uh, and and of course then therefore we have the term sattva and we have sudasattva and visudasattva. The pure existence, the pure pure existence. Hmm. And that was that? where the Sumadasa of the Bhagavatam and the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu takes us the whole other end of the of the religious spiritual spectrum. Vrindavan Bhakti on the one end and the and sumedasa. Hmm. in the form of in the form of Krishna Sankirtan and Kali Yuga, and on the other end of the religious spectrum, the Alpa which is basically what you could take it out of the Hindu context, you can put it in any cross-cultural religious context. it's religion for things, worshiping God for things, for acquisition. Hmm? Give me my my daily bread for example. Um, and there are all so many f- forms of it it's It's not something that really turns God on. you, know, you want things and you're not a thing. The best things in life are not things. That's jnana. So we move from karma to jnana, And as I was saying this morning, karma is, and I'm saying tonight, raja and jnan is sattvagun. Hmm? With sattva comes happiness and knowledge, Hmm? clarity of thought, and so forth. And this is the significant difference between karma and Yoga, for example, as a path, and jnan Yoga as a path. One is Rajasic, one is Sattvic, and Bhakti is Nirguna. Hmm? That's why it had, the efficacy, the power of Bhakti is considerable, because it's, it has the capacity, obviously, to enable us to transcend the modes of nature. Sattva doesn't enable us to transcend Rajas and, maybe Rajas and Thomas, but itself, no. Mm -hmm. Uh, In karma yoga, we we have this transition between karma and the pursuit of things and the attachment to the action that begets things, if you will. We have this transition in karma yoga where there's some ingress of wisdom in the form of detachment from the fruits of one's action so you have a mixture of karma and sattva and it comes to sattva and then one's capable of cont- contemplative, contemplative life to sit hmm, in jnana. Hmm, hmm. But both of these streams, if you will, karma and jnana unto themselves, to use an example of, of mountain springs or from, from the glacier in the Himalayas, these will not reach the Bay of Bengal, but the Ganges will. Hmm? Ganges here in the example is, in the, the, met- the metaphor, is, is, is Bhakti. And if those tributaries, Karma and Gyan, meet with the Bhakti, then they can make it to the Bay of Bengal. Without Bhakti, it's not possible. Hmm? These are, after these all, are the two tracks on which material life runs Bog and Karma, two sides of the same coin. One side, the bhoga side, the karma side is: I want things, hmm? good things. I'm a good person. I only want good things. I'm only want good things for others too. Hmm? And I, I just want the good things to last forever. And I, I don't want any of the bad things. And, 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 and but my attachment to the good things, as the Gita says, "Dukayo is the womb from which suffering is born. Hmm? You get it. You're happy. But you can't keep it. They're sad. So sad. <laughs> it's g- taken away by time. This is the nature of the world. So, so the bogus acquisition is, is problematic. We're all renters. We want to own. Hmm? But there's nothing for sale here. <laughs> we're all renters, and, we, and there, are no, there are no renter's rights here. So at any time, without any notice. Evicted. Hmm? got to find another house so disconcerting hmm? so we may think and this is the ploy of course in karma that well you know there's a land where life is so long you can't fit the number in your in your iPhone you know and you and there's no negative repercussions hmm? it's heaven you can go there and but it Mamu Manabhidite. Krishna says, but you can go there even to the Brahma-loka, what to speak of heaven, even to the Brahma-loka, which makes heaven look like a wink, hmm? A moment, a blink of an eye. Hmm? These are just numbers that make a point to us.
1: Hmm?
0: If it's not eternal, it's 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 problematic. Because hmm? we want enduring life, enduring happiness. And interestingly, it comes from, not from attachment, but the first step in the direction of love is detachment. I shouldn't really say it like that. We make a step in the direction of love, and detachment will, will first show up. Hmm? We take a step towards bhakti, and we naturally step back then from an exploitive taking mentality. Bhakti is all about giving. We give to Bhagwan ourselves, not things, that's karma yoga. Hmm? We give ourselves and then we do the things that are that, that are pleasing to Bhagawan, like hearing and chanting, opening the temples and the preaching centers, and so on and so forth, hmm? this kind of thing. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> we give ourselves, hmm? and when we give ourselves, what's happening? then our identity is changing also. Karma yoga is kind of like hanging on to your identity, for example, within the Varnashram, which is an identity composed of the modes of nature. Hmm? Hmm. Bhakti is about disassembling that, if you will, deconstructing that, and a spiritual ego, spiritual identity. And it, it, The basis of that is not an exploiting, taking ego, but a serving ego, a giving ego. Hmm? So when you start to love Bhagawan, then you then, there are, then you realize, oh, this is not pleasing to Bhagavan, Therefore, I don't do that. I give that up. This is our renunciation. Oh, that won't be, won't please Krishna. I won't please my guru. That won't. That's not favorable to bhakti. I will avoid that. Then so renunciation comes as a byproduct of bhakti. But janeasy janeati asu by gyanam basu bhakti yoga pravojita. This should come quickly. Means first it should come. It will come quickly. You step in the direction of bhakti, and detachment will come. Something that's that's difficult to to attain through karma yoga and jnana. It's arduous the practice to become detached. But it's easy to become detached from some from a, from a dime when you've got a dollar. Hmm? This is the idea of bhakti. <laughs> when you've got a dollar, you know who cares about a dime. Hmm? These days, even a quarter—they're <laughs> like what well, used to be pennies. So, so anyway, hmm? to, uh, 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 the uh, acquaintance with the better thing hmm? enables us to leave the other thing very easily. So, the point here being, jnani ashuvairagyam, jnan and bairagya are easily attained by bhakti that otherwise, as passed under themselves, are very difficult to attain, and they are insufficient in and themselves any amount of acquisition or any amount of knowledge and sattva insufficient to give us entrance into the near gun, hmm? <laughs> into, the, into the world beyond the gunas, hmm? to attain mukti even, what to speak of to attain bhakti, prema. Hmm? They cannot give. Hmm? Hmm? Only if we mix some bhakti with jnana and karma will they be efficacious. That's why within the Varnashram Dharma, with all the gods that are worshipped and all the goddesses, there's a place for Vishnu too. Om Vishnu. That makes the whole thing work. Hmm? I've given an example before this, this. Some of you may appreciate it. That uh, that what is what is bhakti hmm, within karma. When we were younger, and we got the opportunity to go to India, then the nearest Market was the Loy Bazaar. Loy means wool. It was a wool market, primarily. So you know, you go to the wool market, you go to the shoe market. Um, but in every market, there's a couple of other stores that have other items. So there were some Didi items, some Joppa guy, somebody selling Mukuts crowns, and and so forth. And of course, we went right there, hmm? and the, the Loy Bazaar, the wool market. Became, you know, Bhakti Bazaar. That was the main commodity then. because all these Western people were coming there with bundles of money that they'd collected all year long to spend on Kishore Kishori and Radha Govinda, you know, uh, with, with their whole year. Some temple presidents saving up and these guys and gals are going out raising money and fighting with the BBT. They want to keep some for their deities and give some for book publishing and get to Vrindavan and then. Lay out, you know, ten thousand dollars for the deity. I mean, it's astronomical numbers from the shopkeepers' point of view. So there we were, and then you come back the next year or the following year, and some shopkeepers got a picture of Prabhupada in the shop. Hey, they love Prabhupada. Let's shop there. This is their. This is how bhakti appears in Varnashram. <laughs> Well, if if, you, if by worshiping Vishnu I can get everything, okay, then I'll do it. Hmm? Something like that. So they didn't have real bhakti for Prabhupada. Hmm? but in the end, they did have some appreciation. He made He made, even materially speaking, and this is the power of bhakti. Hmm? He made their lives so so nice. You know, it's nice for me. I mean, I haven't gone in years now, but it used to go, and, and I remember first going, and I would, I've seen like a couple generations. The son's now sit- the grandson is now sitting chewing pawn and selling you know chudders <laughs> or whatever may be the case right He mm. saw so his son there saw him there, saw him passed away, heard about it, and so forth, and when Prabhupada was taken through the streets mm, in his uh, in his Samadhi group, if you will mm, they they, they they put him on a palanquin and took up every shopkeeper, man, woman, child, you know, on the, you know, and it was named the entrance, Bhaktivedanta Marg, hmm, to Vrindavan, from the, from the Delhi Road. Hmm. So much appreciation they had. Well, he What he did, what he did was so incredible. We were so so blessed to have his his good, uh, to be part of his grand mission. We should try to understand it deeply and, and uh, and be so made us so very very intelligent. So, the, the karma mark and the gyan mark within bak, within the karma mark, there's a little bhakti. Then, the karma mark will be successful in terms of giving you good karma and good good things, hmm? attaining heaven and so forth. Hmm? And if there's a little bhakti in gyan, you can get mukti. And conversely, what is the verse? There are people, the Bhagavatam says. They think they're liberated. It means jivanmukta. mukta. In this life, all the karma is finished. All the aparabda, unseen karma, has been destroyed. Only the parabda karma, in the form of the body, disposition, is still there. They're not reacting to it in a way to be plugged in and continue it, and the jnani is waiting for it to dissipate of its own course because gyan does not have the power to cure a cold. Hmm? In other words, it can't stop the karma that's already in place. It's already going on. Like when you get a cold, what can you do? You just got to you know, wait a half, six days or a week. Half a dozen of one or six of the other and it'll be gone. Hmm? So the Parabdha karma has to play itself out. Hmm? So the jnani, Mukta, who's Mukta, who hasn't got Videha Mukta, he hasn't entered into Brahman, if Brahmasayuj is ideal, for example, hmm? but he's, for all intents and purposes, liberated, hmm? waiting for the to, to to end. Hmm? Conversely, I should say, the power of bhakti is very clearly mentioned throughout the scripture that has the power to even destroy the parabdha karma. It must. Hmm? Mm -hmm. You have to understand it properly, especially in bhakti of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. The parabdha karma, let's say, okay, so you can say, for example, okay, what's an example of your parabdha karma? What's your mother's name? Mine? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Edith. Okay, so you're the daughter of Edith, right? Mm -hmm. You can't change that, can you? You can't. You're a devotee. That's your parabdha karma. I'm the daughter of Edith and whoever your father's name is. Right? That's just your reality. You can't change that. Hmm? So how can how can bhakti change your parabdha karma? Hmm? Okay, karma that you do, that you're not getting, or you're just getting a partial form of it, but you were born in a certain family, that's your karma. Hmm? But bhakti has the power to change that. Hmm? That's very incredible. That happens in Bhava Bhakti. Because in Baba Bhakti, one stops thinking entirely, I'm the son of Edith. You think, I'm, I'm from the family. Uh, in the general sense, we think, Mother Yashoda is my mother. Hmm? Kirtida is my mother. From Radha's side or Nanda Maharaj's side, hmm? these are the two main, si- main families in the brudge. Hmm? Then it can, the idea will be refined in time also, hmm? because those families are extended in so many ways. Hmm? Some say that the Dwadasa Gopals, the twelve principal Gopals and the Astasakis, they're all from the Radha side, from because Rishabhanu had, what, four brothers, Brihadbanu, this Banu, that Banu, <laughs> and another Banu, hmm? and and they had a, a 12, daughter, 12, twelve sons and eight daughters, and all on that side... When you see kopa Kumar, for example in in Bhagavatamrita, he he co- and enters into the into the leela as as um sarup, sa, sarupa hmm? and Krishna takes him home to the house for breakfast hmm? big big breakfast feast, and Krishna's eating the latte oh, so, oh this is terrible. Oh, who ma- made this? And he throws it on Sarup's plate. Ah! Hmm? Oh, and Sarup doesn't know what's going on. Nanmar is like, what? Somebody put salt in the latus instead of sugar, and everybody, you know. So he Radharani's the, you know, the main cook there, and so forth. Hmm? And so Krishna looks at Saroop and so Sarup doesn't know what to do. So, so he he starts eating it, and it's like nectar. <laughs> And then he realize, oh, this is Krishna's playing a joke here. Hmm? And he's indicating that he's mad at me because he's mad at Radha, he's pretending. Hmm? So he's mad at me because I'm from the family of Radha. So, oh, I, I'll go home tonight and follow Sridham hmm? to that side and, and I'll find my parents there. <laughs> Something like this. So in Bhavabhakti, Bhakti, in this world, this starts to happen. Hmm? and you actually find new parents, if you will, a new form, everything. So it's a, you have to stay in the world. Baba Bhakti means mukti. Hmm? If you're liberated, hmm? still you're in this world, not like the jnani, waiting for your parabdha karma to, 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 to dissipate. Now you've got, Krishna has given you a situation in the body, hmm? as I said, that sadhaka deya become spiritual. Hmm? We say we're not the body. True. In other sense, we say, I am the body body my Guru has given me, and I take good care of it. Hmm? And so to this extent, I will try to improve the material condition. Hmm? I will tolerate everything, but I will also create a favorable situation for myself, for bhakti. And I'll tolerate within the context of that. I won't go look for things to tolerate. There's plenty of them whatever situation you create, but there's some scope for creating a good situation, improving the material condition, taking care of your health, your body, your psychology. Hmm? A sattvic disposition will be conducive to spiritual practice. A sattvic disposition is, is, is arguably a psychologically well-balanced condition. Hmm? You can understand the teaching better. Apply yourself more fully and so forth and so on. Hmm? Yeah. So again, we're back to the beginning. A little scope for material improvement is there within reason, within the context of a larger world view that my goal is not just material improvement, hmm? but to enter the boat of Krishna. This is Sudamaitis, a very intelligent. Hmm? Hmm? And so what happens is this, again, the sadhaka day undergoes a transubstantiation and when he enters into Bhav, it's like, Examples given mixing the what did I say? The mercury with sulfur. sulfur has a certain result, but it doesn't happen right away. They're a little difficult to mix. You know, how do you mix anything with mercury? It's like, ever seen mercury? It's like, whoa, where's that thing going? What's it doing? You know, so to try to mix something with mercury is difficult. So the transubstantiation of the antakarna, the chitta, buddhi, manas, and ahankar, the subtle body, hmm. It takes place gradually by bhakti samskar, by association with all of you like this. I get this bhakti samskar, hmm? and by chanting, hearing. It takes time. It's like trying to mix sulfur with mercury. It's a little difficult. Mercury kind of squirts away, and so, but eventually if you keep at it, it happens, hmm? and bhava, which is bhakti proper, takes over the the antakarna hmm? of the devotee. Hmm? It, it, so Prabhupada call it a spiritualized body, a sadhaka day, You are that body. Hmm? And when you use your sadhaka day properly like this, then internally you get a siddha Deha. internally. Hmm? Then you've got your parents, and uh, as I say. And, and, you're, and So the karma is, Prabhupada karma is, is this is an example of it. Prabhupada karma is destroyed. Hmm? in Baba Bhakti. What's what one is one is Mahatmanas tu Taivim Prakritim Asrita. Ashrita. This kind of person, as the Gita says, moving in the world. He's a Mahatma, she's a Mahatma, a great soul. It doesn't mean that their Atma got bigger and bigger. Hmm? It qualitatively but quantitatively, but qualitatively it got bigger. It became a giver rather than a taker. It became uncovered by the taking By the alpamedasa, the small-mindedness of things. I want God for things. And God's thinking, I'm not a thing, you're not a thing, (laughs) but you want things. Okay. The beauty of Krishna, of course, is that he'll give you things in such a way that you'll lose interest in them in in due course. So, but... Alpa-minus means a small minus, and they want things. A little bigger intelligence is I want to get away from things. That's Gyan. So again, these are the two tracks on which the world runs. bog and Tiag. Karma means bog. I want to acquire. Mm-hmm. So to acquire, I have to exploit the world and others. I have to see others as objects of exploitation that I can take, so that I, because I think by taking, I'll become more full. I'll agree to give if there's something in it for me, hmm? and because I'm under the illusion that by acquisition I'll become more complete. Hmm? We want to be pleasured. We want to be secure. Hmm? We want to be, what would be another term? Vir- so, virtuous. virtuous hmm? um, uh, you know, this is Thomas Rogers. This is Sattva, this is sat chit ananda, similar ideas. Hmm? But what we what we come to understand if if we're fortunate is we are virtuous. We are a unit of virtue. We are a unit of ananda. We are a unit of being that can't die. Hmm? We want security. We want sat, that means from Rajas. Hmm? We want pleasure hmm? to be pleasure. That means from Thomas in this world. Hmm? Instead of instead of being sat hmm? we pursuing Rajas. Instead of being the, the unit of pleasure that we are Atmaram Atmananda we we want we get it through Thomas. What a like <laughs> distorted uh you know idea and and virtue. Hmm? through sattva. Sat chit hmm? and ananda. So that we are and as such, as a unit of such ananda, that has the capacity to identify with matter, or maya shakti, or the krishna sriup shakti, which bhakti is manifested of, we we have the capacity to have ingress of bhakti into ourselves, hmm? which makes our capacity for ananda, for loving and for being and for knowing, increase exponentially, hmm? just like loving. Okay, loving. The self, atman, atmaram, atmananda, is mean you have no desire to take. You're self-satisfied. But where's the giving? Hmm? If ananda is, a, is, is means the capacity to love, there has to be another. It has to be a consciousness other, not a material other. Hmm? And this is so. This is the idea of Bhagwan and bhakti. And so our capacity to love really is fully played out as a unit of ananda. Only in connection with Bhagwan, Not with Brahman, even. Not with Paramatma. That's for Gyan. That's for paramatma for yoga. Bhagawan for bhakti. Hmm? But to get Gyan, to get Brahman, to get Paramatma, you need some bhakti in your yoga. You need some bhakti in your Gyan. Hmm? Because again, Gyan and, 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 and karma, these are two sides of the same coin. It's the way the world works. I enjoy the world or I try to get away from the world because it's frustrating. I tried to enjoy. I got what I wanted. I got a Prince Charming, and he turned into a couch potato. Or worse. Hmm? A bum. Ah! So (laughs) I got to get away from it. So the focus in both karma and gyan is the world. To exploit it, to take it, or to get rid of it, get away from it. Hmm? The focus in bhakti is Otherworldly its dedication to Bhagwan, and in the context of dedication to Bhagwan, there's some taking if it's favorable for bhakti, I will take it and i will I will say yes, and I will honor the mahaprasadam. and if if it's favorable for bhakti, I will give it up something else so I said jnana and karma are harmonized in bhakti these these streams, if they enter the Ganges of bhakti. And they'll be fruitful. Otherwise, under themselves, they won't. So, on one end of the spectrum, you have the Sumedasa, this idea of Chaitanya Bhakti to enter into dham. Hmm? It's a very high idea. On the other end of the religious spectrum, you've got this Alpunedasa, small intelligence. I want things. And for worshipping the things, forgetting the things, we worship the different gods and goddesses. That's why Prabhupada says, you shouldn't worship the demigods because not that they aren't worshipable in some way, hm. And they, they are they are sakama devotees. They're devotees with desires. Hmm? Some type of devotees with desire. We we have great regard for them. It's not like if Brahma walked in and we go, hey you're a demigod, get out of here. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Or if Indra came and said, Kick that guy out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a demigod. I went to Malaysia once um and I was held over there for a couple of days and my one of my godbrothers had told me that there was a very good South Indian run uh vegetarian restaurant there and that the 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 um, owners of the restaurant were very sattvic and so it was a place where you could get a good meal in in Thailand. So I went there and I happened to meet the owners. And they were telling me that, how they got the place and the store and they were talking to me and I was talking to them about bhakti and they said you know they were all shybites the whole group of them were shybites and so as we went on with the conversation they said you know you're a little different i said what do you mean he so, said well there were some other guys here and you know from similar to you and um we we they they all every lecture they just criticized Sheba. <laughs> they just criticized cuz they knew we were shybites so they could say nothing good about shiva and so we had ended up getting a hold of the government and having, having him kicked out of the country. Hmm? This was their preaching. Hmm? Demigod worship is bad, you know. Gaudiya <laughs> Vaishnavism really has a wholesome approach to the, to the matter. Indeed, there's nothing, there's nobody flatters, gives Shiva, for example, a more flattering position than the Gaudiya's. We've got him right at the gate of the Rasalila, Gopishwar. Hmm? Watching who's going to come in and who's who's not, hmm? and Bhakti Rasamrita is described as being in Dasya Bhakti mixed with Sakya, hmm? and he also gets a Gopi Bhava a Gopi Gopi Deha. we are high, comp- you know, she would say, "Oh, you're saying that about you know that about me." That's the real compliment. You know, Vaishnavana Mithasham, this is Bhagavatam. Hmm? but she was the greatest Vaishnava. It's high, a little bit hyperbole, but because uh, you know, one thing is Shiva, one thing is gopis, but gopis, but uh, but but Ramanuja, Madva, they won't enter Shiva temple. Mahaprabhu went to all the Shiva temples. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm?
0: Brahma is the leader of our, you know, Sampradaya, We call him. We made we make him the. He becomes a devotee in, in go Vaishnavism. Hmm? And uh, so we regard all the demigods. So when we say that we you know don't worship the demigods, it means don't be a be on the karma marg for material acquisition, that's less intelligent. Otherwise, we have other examples. The gopis are worshipping katyayani. Hmm? And what was their reason? They wanted to get Krishna as their husband. Hmm? So in Golok, the worship of the demigods, the demigods are all devotees there, of course, and goddesses and so forth. So you want to have a wholesome you know, picture hmm, and notion of, the, of not that you just grab onto something and yeah, they're you know weak faith needs an enemy. The demigods are bad. Okay, so we just rail against the demigods whenever we get the chance and and so forth. This is not good. Hmm? So there's a place for big place for regarding the devas and and, and so on and so forth and uh, the, all their names while they've in they're respected, venerable. Uh, um author of the e uh, says that all the names of the demigods are all names of krishna hmm? if the, all the virtues that the names correspond with all those virtues are in krishna hmm? we say sarvadeva maiy guruvacharjamanbijani krishna says in the guru i am the all the all the demigods uh, virtues are are there and so forth so uh, we're just kind of, set of worship and Krishna's qualities here and there, we put them all in one package. and uh, it's, it's a streamlined and more uh, uh, <laughs> more uh, efficient method of worship. And, you know, you take Brahma Samhita, which Mahaprabhu Dev found the fifth chapter of and said through the pen of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami, all the Siddhanta is found here. And there's prayers to Ganesh there, to Shiva, to Devi, and so forth all in in context, and govindam purusham tamaraj, I worship Brahma, Shiva, Ganesh, who has this, what does he have? The elephant's head and nodes. Mm-hmm. He says what? Hmm? Yeah. He has Krishna's feet on his head, right? It's. I don't think that... It, 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 in this verse it doesn't say, but in maybe jiva Goswami's Tika commentary. So this is the special quality of Ganesh which you want to know about. Ganesh. Esh means, ish means Isha, God, and Gana means the common people. Common people want things. So you put the head of Ganesh there and um, the quarterback, the famous quarterback that won the Super Bowl. He's famous um, from New England. Hmm? Tom Brady. He's got a Ganesh in his locker. Hmm? When he opens his locker, he's got a Ganesh there. (laughs) I heard that. Uh, His wife is down in Costa Rica. Some of my students know her. They wanted to introduce me. She's building a yoga retreat down there. She's a a Brazilian model. Hmm? Just a side piece of information. But but the common people want things, material acquisition. They want to win and not lose and so forth. So he is the God for them. However, that said, he has, as the Brahma Samhita describes, a special connection at the same time. He, the son of Shiva, and he worships Nishringadeva, as his deity. Hmm? Nishringadeva now is the destroyer of obstacles on the path of bhakti. Bhakti Bignaminasana. Hmm? His day is coming this weekend. We're having a festival for that, right? Hmm? So he destroys op- obstacles on the path of bhakti. Ganesh typically destroys obstacles on the path of karma so that you can get the things that you want. But we, there's a place, uh, and it's, this is mentioned in Bhaktarasamrita Sindhu also, for worshipping Ganesh in consideration of the fact that he's a devotee of. Nishingadav, and with that kind of conception and full information and knowledge, then we see him in that light and we appeal to him you are a devotee of Nishingadavshingadav is the is you know the, is the destroyer of obstacles to, to bhakti you are the destroyer of material obstacles. can you ask your deity to help us out here and destroy the obstacles to bhakti and you know so I mean generally we tend to worship the Sringadev directly, but there's something to be said for worshiping that which is Tariya, which is dear to the Sringadev. Ganesh is an example. So something like that it can be be, 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 be thought of. Hmm. But overall, as I say, there's a, there's a place for intelligently regarding the, uh, the gods and goddesses, and then there's a place for being a very small intelligence and just wanting material acquisition to help yeah Ganeshji good job (laughs) good job so what's the time Kate you got a question yeah I think it's going to be a long answer in any case uh, this Baba, I understood from uh, something that I believe it was you who said or maybe I misunderstood I'm not sure that uh, depending on the shelter as far as Shiksha what is getting the stabab of an individual may change according to the predominating
1: staba of the mentor yes. am I off track?
0: No, not entirely staibab by its nature doesn't change but but what our staibab will be will be determined by our association hmm? and so you may have different associations. Over lifetimes, and association, you may have association with Gaudiya Sampradaya, for example, which is so prominently with, uh, influenced by Madhurya Rasa, the main window of opportunity that it affords, by Nityananda Prabhu's presence, also in, in, influenced Sakya is also a window of opportunity there. So, before you, before it, the, the, the sprout, hmm? Before the sprout of Bhava hmm? then what your Stai bhava will be can be changed by by association. In other words, let's say you associate prominently with with a with a with a with a great devotee or have he thinks about you or something like that. She thinks about you in know, some way uh blesses you, hmm? Like Narada blessed Prahlada in the womb, hmm? Um You'll get a samskar, bhakti samskar, for that kind of bhakti. Hmm? So, whatever that devotee has. Then, but in the next life, you may be initiated by somebody. Let's say, for example, I'll give you an example. Someone meets Prabhupada, it's influenced by Prabhupada. And Prabhupada is exuding this sakyabhav. Hmm? So, they get a samskar for that. Hmm? Hmm comes naturally, and they start thinking, well, Prabhupada am a cowherd boy." Where the, where, where the idea comes from? You know, obviously, it comes from, uh, from from the fact that he has that powerful influences in, in his life. So, but then let's say you know you're initiated by Prabhupada, but then 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 after the disappearance of Prabhupada, your bhakti has not developed very strongly. You've become wayward. And then you come under the association of, of another powerful devotee, let's say a Siksha Guru, and he is prominently influenced by Madhurya Rasa. Hmm? And it's possible then you may spend, you might have been initiated by Prabhupada, him a few times, and uh, you know well, how long was he here, the 12 years or something like that. And then you could spend 50 years under the tutelage of a, of a Siksha Guru hmm? and learn so many things. And so, so then you will may end up, for example, having a bhava of, of Madhurya rasa. Hmm. So that's, but this is before the sprout has actually come. Hmm. Once the sprout has appeared, then you're getting the fruit of your bhakti-samskars, and that is going to be cultivated and taken to prem. Isn't the bhava
1: though, something absolutely innate to the...
0: No. No. Oh, no, 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 no. It's bhakti. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Bhakti is constituted of the sarup Shakti of Krishna. You are to Shakti. Mm-hmm. No, in the Gita doesn't say, and uh, you know it's eternal. Is this that? Uh, and and it's also made up of sarup Shakti. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, so this is, this is by it's, it's it's by association. Now we have something inherent in us, which is Ananda in our constitution. We have the capacity to love. Mm-hmm. Hmm? But we need to meet Krishna, so to speak. It's like a chemistry. Hmm? that's bhakti, then it's, then 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 this Taibbab can come. So the Tata Shakti is just that Ta tata. It's like neither here nor there. The Tata Shakti has an inherent nature, and its nature includes the fact that it lends itself to nurture. Hmm? And this is our experience materially also. We have a certain nature, and then we may be nurtured by an environment that will determine what, we, what we're like. Hmm? So the same holds true for the jiva, the jiva. It has a nature. It's sat, chit, ananda. It has certain qualities. It has the qualities of, for example, of it has the ability to experience Boktritva, enjoyment or suffering. Hmm? And it has the capacity to have qualitative experiences. Gnatritva, hmm? it has the power of of apprehension, of grasping something. Boktritva, hmm? Gnatritva, uh, and what's the other one? Willing. Um, uh, hmm? uh no i forget anyway three uh power to uh, to capacity to enjoy capacity to apprehend pa- to do willing yeah to do it so uh, uh hmm. to be a doer to be an agent of action to have will with all of these qualities of the jiva these three They cannot they have they have no capacity to manifest or express themselves unless they're in touch with a particular environment. You can't be a doer if there's no environment where there's nothing to do. You can't enjoy or suffer if there's nothing to enjoy or suffer. Hmm? You can't apprehend if there's nothing to apprehend. So the material environment provides the capacity for you to express. Qualities that are inherent in yourself and similarly the spiritual environment bhakti also provides that, so when we're in touch with the material environment, then we become a, a knower, a grasper, an enjoyer, and a doer, and we have a personality all in relation to the material energy. with the ingress of bhakti, then all these things come out in relation to the bhakti environment we have an eternal form, qualities we taste the bliss of bhakti and so on and so forth. We have will within Bhakti, within the spiritual world. Jivas have have will. Of course, their will is all tied to the sarup Shakti, so it's all for the pleasure of Bhagwan. Hmm? So that's the meaning of Tatasta. It can exist on one side or the other side. So, and it and it means it has the capacity to be nurtured. That's part of its nature. So, if it's not in touch with one of these environments, that we call it spiritual suicide. Hmm? Brahmasayuja, for example. It can't be all that it could be there. It can be more of what it is in the material world, in one sense, than it is in Brahman. Hmm? Although it's distorted and it's problematic. Hmm? But with bhakti, then, it can be all that it can be. Hmm? So, no. Hmm? Capacity to love is inherent, but what? how you will love Krishna depends on your association very clearly explained in Bhakti or Samrita Sindhu and so many other places. Hmm? Now once the bud of bhav comes, then, then that's not going to change. Therefore it's said that if you make offense, hmm, serious offense, then your bhakti can be downgraded. It really means, I've thought about this for a long time, it really means that your the bhav that you could have got by association hm you will not get. Instead of getting Dasyubhav, you'll get Shantubhav. Hmm? By, by offense. This is a rare kind of situation. It'll come up over the weekend, hmm? this topic. So, that's a short answer. Okay. Yes? Today is the appearance day of Janava Devi. Janava Devi ki jai. Uh, yeah. Prabhu ki jai. be hard to say a little bit. Right? We don't have time for another lecture. But, of course, she was... Uh, she is the uh, the prominent, uh, most prominent uh, consort of etananda Prabhu and uh, thought to be an incarnation of Radharani's younger sister, Anangamanjari. And Nityananda Prabhu, as I say, he very much wants to bring everybody to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Because of him, we have Chaitanya Charitamrita. Because of him, we have the Chaitanya Bhagwat. Hmm? He's the inspiration behind these books. So he started the whole Gauriya Sampradaya. And he said, Bhaja Gauranga <laughs> Kaha Goranga, Laha Before the Goswami's books were ever written, in the theology and everything, he just said, Worship Gauranga, chant the name of Goranga." Follow the teachings of Gauranga. Whoever does this is purchased by me. People thought, I want to be purchased by him. Hmm? Wow, this guy is incredible. Hmm? He he was very, very, this is Ram. Very bold, appearing in the world just to serve Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as he is in uh, Sevaka Bhagavan. In in Vrindavan, Krishna's... uh, Personality of Godhead served, and Balaram is the personality of Godhead servitor. Hmm? So, following him like a shadow in every way, directly and indirectly, he's, you can't—Krishna can't get away from Balaram, hmm? right? He manifests as his bed, his umbrella, his Brahman thread, and in the case of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and so forth. So, it like this pushing everybody in that direction. His own associates began the sampradaya. They began initiating in Bengal before anybody else. And he have these lineages of Sakiras because that's his, his own personal influence. They're influenced by that. But when he passed away, and Janava, hmm, Anangamunjari, continued through Virabhadra, the son of, of, of Janava and so forth, then you have this Madhuri line coming in the, in the line of Nitenanda Prabhu. Hmm? so she is a major contributor, if you will, of the dissemin in the dissemination of Madhurya Rasa directly. Hmm? Prabhu was doing it indirectly, and in the context of doing it, some sakyabuddha okay. is also contagious, as it is. It's caught and spread, and and so forth, and it's favorable by its very nature to to uh, Madhurya rasa. In fact, it's an interesting point that uh, Vishwanachaka Bhittakura has written in his commentary in Ujjwal Nilmani, that Sringarasa, which means Madhurya rasa, takes the form of a Priyanarmasakka hmm? in, 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 in Vrindavan, in order to bring out, to make Madhurya rasa possible, because Madhurya rasa requires, because it's typically, in its full expression, Exchanged between two people, between Krishna and one gopi. Hmm? This is the classical. I mean, modern world is different, but <laughs> between between two, hmm? uh, not between one and many, at the same time, and 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 so, unlike other rasas, hmm? it's peculiar about it. And so there have to be differences between gopis. There have to be jealousy, and I don't like this one, and that one. All these intrigues have to come on. Hmm? And the Priyanarmas is, is, is involved in all these things. So he's just using it metaphorically. He says, itself, which is madhurya Rasa, takes the form of a Priyanarma, Saka, in Vrindavan. <laughs> it's an interesting concept. Hmm? So, at any rate, um, Janalas was a... Uh, in, in the line of Bhakti Vinod. Bhakti Vinod comes in the line of Genova. And at the Keturi Festival, when all of the associates of Mahaprabhu kind of like got themselves together or the next generation uh, and, and, and kind of were dealing with his separation, then she was uh, very much to do with overseeing the famous festival where where what six sets of deities were installed, Radha and Krishna, and sent to different parts. And we go out and spread the glories of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is very prominent. And and uh, we seek our, our blessings. That enough for this evening. Shānava Mata ki Sisi Gaurāda Mādhava ki jāye, Jisi Swami Prabhupāda ki Bhakti Rakshakshita Dev Goswami Marsh ki Bhakti Siddhānta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupāda ki jāye, Bhakti Vinod Paribhāra ki Gaur Bhakti Brindra ki jāye, Gaur Premanande, Vanchakalpaturubyascha Kripasandubya evaccha, Uttitanam Bhāvana Bhavani Bhavishnana.